Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer here at the Center for Victory. With me today, a very special guest, uh, Jan Ackley. Uh, Jan is the author of uh, Searching for Change, a memoir of growing up in Appalachia, which we're going to talk about today. We're going to get into his story, and I think you're really going to love it. Um, His book is a testament to his resilience and the ability to overcome obstacles, find happiness, and inspire others. Uh, It says your natural humor weaves through discussion of success, hardship, and overcoming life's obstacles. Jan, so that's what we're going to get into today. Uh, Also, I wanted to mention uh, something that I feel is really important. Uh, Jan, you're a 12-year vet in the United States Air Force. Thank you for your service. Yeah, and Ohio National Guard. And Ohio National Guard, uh, where you uh, served as training specialist in a communications squadron and a graduate of uh, the Ohio State University. Is that correct? That's it. We, yeah, won't hold that's that. it. we won't hold that one against you here. No. Me <laughs> from Pittsburgh. All right. Oh, yeah, I get it. So, uh, yeah. So let's get into this, Jan. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to mention before we get started with some questions here? Because I'm fired up and ready to fire some questions your way. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm fired up about it, too. I like I uh, tell a lot of people I I love to talk. I love to talk about uh, things like this and in business, in my past and and everything in between. So I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Absolutely. So um, we're going to just get right into this, Jan. Um, I think people might know but like it's coming straight from you now. What were the challenges of growing up in Appalachia? Well, it was really uh, growing up in Appalachia in and of itself wasn't um, difficult. Uh, Just that uh, nature of it. What was difficult was being poor and not having a dad around. Uh, You know, just everything was hard growing up, everything. And uh, so the area is beautiful where I come from in Eastern Ohio. It's absolutely stunning, beautiful, but it's poor in many areas. And I fell into that camp, but really it's, it, it became a, not a, when I say poor, it, be, it, it encompasses a lot of things. Uh, being poor is more than just financial poor, which we were. It's being poor of, of having a father, of being able to do things, of, really poor is there's a poorness of finding the uh, ability to be happy. And so it, it encompasses a lot of things that uh, especially when I was really young and through my teenage years and into high school, it was a difficult life. Yeah. You mentioned your father. I know that's one of the challenges that you faced and uh, something that I'm a big believer in uh, for all kids to, you know, that there's so much research out there that, you know, having a dad uh, and even having a two parent home is is a big predictor of success for folks and overcoming that hardship uh, for you. I mean, that was a big, big one as well. Can you can you tell us, you know, kind of what those other challenges were in your life uh, and and how how'd you overcome? them? Yeah, and it's a great question. I love to talk about it. 
Um, being without a father, uh, if you think about it, and maybe maybe some haven't really dug into it because they have good fathers, but being without a father, it, it touches just about every um, spot of your life growing up from, um, you know, a lot of times not having enough money, not having the support that you, between a father and a son and a father and a daughter uh, in a lot of things in school, uh, on outings. Um, I, I, over the years I've seen, I've tried to teach this to, uh, to my own kids, but there are little, uh, lessons along the way of life that fathers have a role in teaching. Uh, and I had to learn those lessons from others. Uh, lack of confidence was a huge issue for me when I was growing up, um, not belonging and will never amount to much a lack of father encompasses everything for a child and 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 having a father the opposite happens it snowballs into making a well-rounded person huge chances of success whereas lack of of father is is uh your chances of success go down drastically and from your question of of how did you overcome it there were a couple of things that happened to me that, that helped me overcome that. Uh, I met a couple of really good men uh, up until the age of 17 or 18. Uh, all the men that I knew, I didn't like. <laughs> My mother uh, always taught me as a kid, don't trust men. So I had this mentality of just stay away from men because they're bad people. Well, I found out when I was in the age of 17, through some men that I met in town, they were good men, really good men, very successful men. And they took me under their wing and they started to teach me things that I had no comprehension of uh, about other people, mainly about myself. Uh, I started dating my wife, uh, who um, has been with me all through the years. Uh, her dad, I started dating her in high school and her dad became my dad. And he was another one of those really rock solid men that the town of Zanesville loved. Um, and he taught me so many things about being a man, really about being a man and being uh, a loving, kind father um, and a loving, kind husband. And so you can't discount the role of men in kids lives yeah um you know you talk about finding happiness right um the first question here i've got a double question there so i asked the, the first one and then I'll, I'll wait and ask the second one so sure about finding happiness what does that actually mean if you were to define it yeah <laughs> and another good question uh, the, the um when i was growing up I was unhappy all the time. I wasn't happy with, with my life, you know, and this is mainly in high school. And when I was in junior high school and just nothing went right, I was poor. Uh, there was no hope. Um, so um, I was unhappy all the time and I had to learn and find out how do I overcome this? Some people never find the source of happiness. 
for me, I was lucky. I found the source of happiness is in um, is uh, mainly uh, the feeling of gratitude. Gratitude, I think, is unlocks the key of happiness. Gratitude for many things. Um, you have uh, relationships where you're thinking not about yourself, but about others. And I found the more I thought about other people rather than myself, the happier I became. It seems like it's it's opposite of the way it should be. But the more I thought about myself, you know, the, the, the less happy I became. So I learned these lessons when I was young and I've practiced them uh, through my adult life. Okay, so that was the you answered the second part of my question without you oh, uh, without me <laughs> answering it, which was fantastic because it was how did you find it? Good. And you know, in the service to others, I would wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, I think that's a good message. Now I know this podcast won't come out till probably uh, sometime in January, but when we're recording is right before you know, right in the midst of the holidays here, right. where it's easy to get consumed about sometimes about taking, taking, taking and getting, getting, getting when our focus needs to be on, you know, how can I serve? How can I give? And yeah, that does change. True. Your mind. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, gratitude, I am, uh, people that know me, um, they know the level of gratitude I have. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty strong. And I have gratitude for things that a lot of people don't even you know, that they take for granted and might not even think about. So, you know, I, my book starts out when I was really young. Um, my mother had this car and it had holes in the floor and you could see the road and everything like that. Um, but we were always out of gas. We were always out of gas and searching for change is, is, has a double meaning as searching for change. She said, Jan, she called me Janny, by the way. But she'd say, Janny, we need to we need to find some, you know, look under the cushions of the couch and so on and find some change. So search for change. And, and then we put a little <laughs> gas in. And so that needle on that, and the reason I tell you that story is that needle on that car rarely left. It was always on E. And I I I called I living in those days, I call it living on E. Everything the cupboards were empty, everything was empty. But I'll go to the gas station to this day every single time. I, I filled up my truck yesterday, and every single time I get in there and that needle's on full, and I there's something about it that gives me comfort. And I have such gratitude for filling my car with gas. And my wife, knows, she's been with me, like I say, we're, we're on our 40th year and I do all the grocery shopping and it's because I feel this gratitude. I love being in the grocery store because I can buy the groceries and the food that we need. And I couldn't do that as a kid. And I, and it's in, it's like, it's in my DNA of feeling and having uh, empathy for others that I see in similar situations that I would never have had had I not gone through that as a kid. And so having that in me makes me happy. And I hope that makes sense. Oh, it does. And I'm you, you see me smiling back here because uh, this morning, literally this morning, I stopped at the gas station and I don't necessarily need gas. It was right above a half a tank. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about. So I know what yeah. 
we're talking about. I filled that sucker up. Yeah. <laughs> feels good. Like I don't have it to feels good. It does. It yes, does. it does. Yeah. Uh so that's that's great. I've got a question that's a little off topic here. Um and I'm just curious if you want to answer it. It's, that's okay if you don't. Uh, but I ask a lot of people this. Um, if you were to narrow it down this year, what would you say you're most grateful for this year? I am most grateful for um, my family. It's, you know, my wife and I, I, I mentioned her, we, we started dating the day after we knew we've known each other since the seventh grade, junior wow. high school in Zanesville. Wow. It's crazy, but we started to date like two days after we graduated from high school, we knew each other in high school, but it just things, weird things came together. So we've been together. We've been married. This is our 40th year and I have five children and I have seven children grandchildren and I have an eighth grandchild that's doing about two weeks. And so it's a perfect question for me because my world revolves around my family, my kids and my grandchildren and my wife, and we, we just love each other. And, and it's interesting that, that you ask that question because that is it for me, but it is like a different world than I grew up in. There wasn't much of a family. Um, I have a brother and a sister, and it was my mother. It was four of us. And we felt like we were on an island with, you know, with no hope, you know, seeing the world from that lens and seeing the world from the lens that I see it now. It's the same world, but it can be so much different for a person based upon what they do with their lives. And it's like being on a different planet for me right now <laughs> compared to where I grew up. Yeah. What, what do you, what's the difference between you growing up with a father that you actually see versus the experience that your kids and grandkids have having you there and having you present, having you involved, having you care, having you love on them? Yeah, it, it, I had to learn how to be a dad, and um, it, it's not easy. You know, a lot of people have a way head start. They have good dads, and I such admire these these uh, families that I see where the dads are engaged. And you can have a dad in your house, but not, you know, it's, maybe it's not the ideal situation, not a good man, so on and so on. But I so admire the the dads out there that know what they're doing. You know, their dads taught them. I have a neighbor just down the street and we've talked about this and he, his dad is wonderful. His dad, his grandfather was wonderful. And there's a generation of just really good men, which is opposite of me. And so I had to learn how to do that. And one of the things that I, that I, I I remember when I was young, I was only 21 when my oldest son was born and thinking, what in the heck do I do? And the only thing that came to my mind is just be with them. You know, just, you'll learn this, just, just be around them. So when I graduated from Ohio state, I went in uh, to the corporate finance field and, and it allowed me to be with my kids in the evening. And it was on my mind, take a job where at least I could be home most of the time in the evening and be part of their lives and understand them. 
and 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 it's um it was really kind of cool to see them grow up that's wonderful um what kind of things do you do as a family like now that you how many kids again let's go over this five kids yeah i have five and, kids and eight grand and eight grandchildren five well, kids seven and, seven and eight Seven plus one in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. What are some special uh, so things what that we you do, do with what, your family? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes back to um, my wife and I, we had this rule when my kids were young, which I miss those days. I got to tell you, I really miss those days when they were young. Uh, we ended up getting a Suburban and having five kids in the back. Oh, it was just such a good feeling. But we had a rule, my wife and I, if we go on vacation, we go as a family or we don't go at all. And we took these road trips. We went to Disney World uh, many times. We drove from Ohio to California. Uh, it was, and we had this love of roller coasters. I, I, I had a love of roller coasters. My wife, not so much, but, but um, we had a love of roller coasters and my kids did too. So we would travel around the country when they were young. Let's look for the next roller coaster. And, and um, <clears throat> just a little side note on that, you know, looking back, you don't realize it at the time. I didn't realize this at the time, but looking back, my favorite times about, you know, standing in those lines, I love standing in those lines because we had these long discussions, just me and my five kids. We talk about everything in those lines. And in that moment, I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. But looking back at it now, it, it, was, a, it was a good thing. Uh, just, it just does something to the soul to be a dad and in that moment. And so today, we, you know, we, go, um, we go on trips. I take them uh, to trips to California. We got back some months ago from some of them haven't been to Disney world. I took everybody down to Disney world. And so we did that and, and uh, we just stay, do things together. So for Christmas uh, they'll all come over on Christmas Eve and we just, we, we just like to be together, which is the way it's always been. And, and it, it, it's pretty simple really. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so making a transition here between, you know, leader of the home, let's talk business because, uh, you know, as you said, you're into corporate finance. What are, from your point of view, again, going through all this, your story, we've heard that. What do you see as, as strengths of a good leader? Well, the, the strengths of a good leader are thinking of those of others first. I'm a leader I, I'm over probably 15 people, uh, where I, uh, where I'm working and, you know, I've always gotten these, um, compliments, uh, if you will, a, a true leader goes first. If there's, if there's, um, trouble or difficulty, that leader is there first, um, is first to be, be thankful for and, and give credit to those others. Um, a good leader allows allows those um, 
that he's leading to be successful, to find their way. And, I, and the leader is standing back, allowing them to do that and there to help. And it's worked well for me uh, over the, all the years that I've been doing this. And in, in, the, in the corporate finance world, uh, which, I, which I do all over the country, and uh, it's, it's, it's about uh, the people that you work with, whether it's the employees or your customer or your family, my father-in-law told me when I was about 20 years old, he was, he, he's still alive, but he was a dentist in Zanesville for 50 years. And he told me one time, he said, there's a lesson, Jen, you should never forget. And it, every single thing you do in life has to be about the other person, how you treat them, uh, no matter if they're the janitor in, you know, in the school system or a plumber or a president of a corporation, you just treat everybody the same and with respect. And I've always remembered that as one of the hundreds of little pieces of advice he gave me. And I followed that. Okay. Well, last question for today, Jan, and hopefully we can have you back in uh, later on in, in 2024, but uh, again, little oh, yeah. off topic, but uh, as we think about this new year, we're rolling into a new year. Uh, what tips might you have uh, for our listeners and watchers to make uh, 2024 even better for them? Yeah, and I, it's another great question. So um, my recommendation is, is, you know, find your find the path to your happiness because you let a day go by with being unhappy is, is a day wasted. So find that path. And part of that path might be a little difficult. And, and what I mean by that is you, you stretch yourself to the point where it's incredibly uncomfortable. And because I think some of the ha unhappiness, uh, especially in Appalachia, um, people get bogged down. They don't see hope for themselves. And hope is a big ingredient in happiness. And, and to find where you want to be and just make yourself go. And it's going to be uncomfortable because if it's not, you're not doing enough. And, oh, I put myself into some really uncomfortable spots, but I came out so much better for it. So that would be, uh, I continue to do that today and I'll do that in 24, but that would be my answer to your question. Perfect. That's awesome. I'm so glad I asked you that. I'm so glad we're ending on that. That was great. Thank yeah. you. Um, how do people find you? Like if they're interested in connecting with you, how do they get in touch with you? Oh yeah. I'm on, I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can even email me. I'm wide open. I get emails all the time from people asking me questions. Uh, Jan.ackley at gmail.com. That's the simplest place. And I'll, I'm glad to help any way I can if there's somebody that needs it. Sure. And we'll put that information uh, and provide that uh, if anybody contacts us as well. Well, Jan, thank you again uh, for being part of this. I uh, really appreciate it. It was These were fantastic uh, talking points. It was a great conversation. Hopefully we can have you back if you'll, if you'll have us. Uh, oh, I'd love it. 
Okay. We just touched, we just scratched the surface here. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So we have a lot more to talk about uh, later on in 2024. So appreciate you being on, uh, folks. That's all for today. We really appreciate you watching, tuning in, listening. Um, if you need any more information, please visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. We'll see you soon.